They teach you not to substitute words for action, not to seek the path of comfort, but to face the stress and spur of difficulty and challenge. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the new season of Ironclad Podcast. We're pumped to kick off our first episode with friend of Ironclad, Drew Onvarsky. He's the founder of Grow. Grow's an agency that's not too far from Ironclad. We've worked with them on a few projects. They do world-class interactive work. They've done stuff for Adidas, Google. They've done stuff for Nike. Anybody and everybody wants to work with Grow. Drew's an awesome guy. He's going to share some great wisdom with us. Looking forward to hearing your feedback. Uh, we were just talking about climbing up these stairs. Your your building is awesome. Uh, what? How many? How old is this place? Uh, it's a little over hundred years old at this point. Yeah, it's an old uh, family owned bakery and confectionery. We got it um, about eight nine years ago. Did a historic restoration on the building. It was a literal rats and pigeons nest um, caving in on itself, and, and we brought it back to life. Yeah, man. Did you did you bring in a designer for this place, or is this something was kind of your brainchild? Uh, we had an architect we work with, Robin Thomas. She was amazing. Um, then just, yeah, creative people here uh, contributing to the aesthetic. These days, a lot of the stuff you're seeing around you is run by our culture manager, Elaine Gozar. She does phenomenal interior design stuff. That's great. So, yeah, so uh, you guys have evolved pretty rapidly, right? I mean, what, has it been a decade now? Or yeah, it's a weird start to the company, so I don't even know when it's official, but we brought our first uh, full-time employee on 14 years ago, believe it or not. So it's been a while, uh, but it's been changing a lot, like, you know, in the past five, seven years. I mean, the industry's changing a lot, and company is, is continuing to evolve. Were you, was this where your original vision was to be today, <laughs> or is it, how, how much evolution has come in play on that? Uh, it's constant evolution. Yeah. yeah, I could have never told you it would look like this. I, and I, if I tried to guess it even two, three years ago, I'd have gotten it wrong. So we've just been on this go with what feels right, um, arm's reach kind of business plan. I mean, as far, far forward as we can see and, and what sort of looks like the best thing to do for the company, we work on that. And then we just keep doing one better tomorrow. So how many people are on now? Just under 50. Wow, man. Yeah. <laughs> And I remember, because I remember we were at lunch one day, and I was like, yeah, you know, we want to stay core. You know, we're under 15. We like that. And you're like, I said that once. You know, how do you maintain culture while you're scaling and new people coming on and and new leadership? I mean, you got to have heads of department and all these things. How do you drive that same culture and quality and measure that with the stress levels of operations and everything else? Yeah, I mean, and and to that point, I think – I definitely would have said, I, I tried all along to kind of predict, is there a size? Is there a size you, you need to call a limit for one reason or another? You talk to other business owners and like, hey, do you guys still have your culture? When did you feel like you that changed or, or if you lost that? Um, you know, I don't, I feel like the company has absolutely kept its culture. What I've learned is it's less about the size. I mean, I think this company's culture is as strong today at 50 people as it was with five to 10 of us, um, and stronger in a, in a lot of ways. Um, for me, it's got a lot more to do with pace of change. Um, you know, I mean, changing very quickly uh, can disrupt culture, I think, more than, than a specific size. And then also whether you've got 
the team uh, in place and sort of, you know, that, that car culture articulated in such a way that people understand it when they come on. We even, <clears throat> um, about a year, year and a half ago, we hadn't done a lot of work to define what our culture was. The culture was really organic and that was what was great about it. But as new people were coming on and they weren't part of that first sort of core group that felt the culture creation directly, they would say, you know, I love this company. I know why I, I came here. I still feel great about that, but I don't, I don't know where we're going. I can't um, sort of articulate what makes grow grow and what what isn't. And um, so we actually set out on a pretty active effort to define our culture after we organically built it 14 years. That's awesome. So to this point, you know, I know the stresses that I feel with 15, you know, or, or, or right under. And, uh, you know, because you're executive, your official title, you're executive creative director and CEO, or what is the official title? Yeah, CEO and executive creative director. So, Staying creative, fis staying fiscally involved, operations, focusing on all those, you know, it's, it's a hard one to juggle. So on a personal side, how do you find the time to stay out of the weeds there, let these people deal with it, but at the same time, keep creative? Yeah, well, it's that growth as a, as a leader. I mean, learning uh, how to evolve yourself, let alone the company. I, I would not point to myself as, as an example, you know, that I got it right all the way along. I think in a lot of cases I was in the weeds in places where I didn't need to be. And, um, you know, it's, you, you sort of have to pick what do you want to have some measure of control over or responsibility for, uh, and what are you passionate about? I mean, and, and focus on those things in particular. I still care a ton about, creating the work but the reality is like at 50 people we've got a lot of people who are very good at creating the work uh and i'm better suited sort of trying to set the tone for the vision of the company set the tone for the culture of the company um you know make some of the the sort of guiding decisions about where we go um you know big ones and, and the week-to-week -week ones that's good so speaking of that your investment in culture is huge and it's and you you tell that when you walk in here i've been to some of your events and even what you're doing in the community, that's become a huge, I mean, that's a huge effort, right? I mean, like yeah. a ton of time, energy, money is invested not only in these four walls, but outside of these four walls. What's the motivation there? Well, you know, inside the walls, for sure, it's been a an ongoing investment. I mean, I think we, I would tell you three or four years ago, I probably couldn't have defined company culture for you. Um, but I knew what felt good about this company. And it was a culmination of things like, you know, again, leaning into what felt good, um, investing in our people and, and the, the things that we were doing that, that sort of felt right for the company. Um, and, and we've structured that more. I mean, we've really been trying to, to make that a concerted effort and not just um, accidental one. But, um, but, you know, and it thinks when we talk about going outside the walls of the company, I mean, we've, we've got a team of people here who um, I think really loves the company, loves the brand, loves the, the work that we're doing, the clients that we're doing for, um, and and wants to, to extend those efforts to something even even bigger. Um, we talk about how, you know, you um, we have everything I think we want in this in this building. We're working for or a bunch of brands we want to be working for and doing that work. Uh, we have an opportunity to take those those talents and those passions and put them to an even broader use, uh, and and help you know build the place that we want to live and work. Yeah, that's huge. I think uh, 
one thing that makes you special is that you are located in a spot that's it's not really known for this, right? Yeah. Um, you know, I, at 14 years ago, especially, you know, right. there, was there any, there wasn't anyone doing this? Well, certainly not exactly, you know, what uh, flavor of the industry that we're in. But yeah, I mean, it gets back to that. I didn't know what I was making. Yeah. I mean, I didn't know it three or five years ago. I certainly didn't know it 14 years ago. Yeah. But um, I loved doing the work. I and and was focused and and have kept the focus of the company on doing great work and recognizing that everything else sort of comes out from that. Um, so you know we 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 built it that way and and um, yeah I, I sometimes say if 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 um, you know it, it doesn't seem like it makes sense here and yet the fact that we did it here um, where it wasn't the logical thing to do. Um, is what defines so many of the best aspects of the company. I mean, we have a really tight-knit team. We've got a really um, well-established culture. Um, we taught ourselves how how we wanted to build this business and, and, and sort of built that organically versus like looking at a bunch of good or bad examples around us. And so, um, you know, built it the way that we wanted it to be. So you have a couple more uh, culture projects happening. You got one downstairs, right? Yeah, so we just opened... Um, a space we're calling Enjoy. Uh, it is the um, by day it functions as the the agency's lunch room and and sort of community gathering space, but it's a fully functioning restaurant and event space, and we built it in such a way that it can uh, be separated. We can close the doors um, to to the rest of the agency and host uh, concepts in there. Uh, in particular, our focus is on. Creative experiences. Um, it's a. It's a. There's a full functioning restaurant, so we can do um, food concepts in there. We can do um, art and other sort of interactive experiences, and we just want to to host um, sort of exceptional creative experiences put on by the best creative professionals who we can we can get in touch with both locally here and our our hope is also to um, see people from around the country or or maybe even farther beyond um, come try you know some some concept there. That's cool because I'm sure a lot of your people have come from big cities, big agencies, those kinds of things. So they have, have they've received all these new projects well. Yeah, for sure. I mean, about half of the agency's talent uh, at this point is has been relocated from another market, a lot of uh, major markets, and and they come here you know for a lot of reasons, but they love that idea of like, well, if I come into this this company, let alone this broader community, I have a chance to impact. Uh, my surroundings in a way that I wouldn't in in a much larger market or in a company that didn't care about those things. And so, yeah, we've seen them embrace that in a big way, and uh, it's certainly part of what motivates us. That's cool, man. Um, so, 14 years and growing, you're working with the industry leaders, uh, some of the biggest brands in the world. How have you seen those trends shift? And I mean, even the new stuff that you guys are doing, I saw some you did for the marathon and everything else. I mean, it's next level. And even that stuff is evolving. I mean, this yeah. stuff, I'm like, man, I didn't know they were doing stuff like, you know, so you're constantly evolving. Are you following trends? Are you trying to define new trends? Where is that balance, you know, that you're kind of. Yeah, it's somewhere in the middle. I mean, you, you, um, you follow trends to the extent of what do people care about? Um, what do people want to do? What do they value? Um, and in that sense, you know, if you're trying to make up some new activity for them that they're not already doing, um, you know, or some totally new type of content they've never consumed, that's that's a, a really steep hill to climb. But if you can find the things that, the types of experiences that people really care about and sort of what is it about that experience that they care about, and then you bring 
a new creative idea to it, and especially a, an innovative technology to it, you can show them a version of it they've not yet seen. So Boston Marathon is one of the best examples of that. I mean, it's an event that's been, been going on for, for as long as we, we could remember. Um, Adidas has been a sponsor of it for 25 years. Um, and it's it's truly this legendary event. I mean, people people work their whole lives to get into it, um, and will become an iconic memory for them. Um, you know, when we did the the marathon concept, it was all about creating a personalized video for every runner in the race, all thirty thousand of them. Um, each video delivered to its runner within hours of the the race completion. And so, you know, you think about <clears throat> well, people have just finished you know what might be one of their life's greatest memories one of their, their their most significant accomplishments and if you can give them something of great value to them uh that shows you understand the relevance of that for them then that's a huge moment that is huge and it's a huge idea i mean i mean even attacking something like that so so big how do you even present that you know i mean how much how much back and forth happens in-house before you say hey guys this is what we want to do you know right. this is right. big the the best work we've ever done and certainly the most defining work of this shop is work we thought was almost possible you know we're like we we think we can do that you know just enough confidence um to to know we're not like you know completely uh in left field um but not total certainty that it's possible and in fact i think that's been one of the interesting lessons of this company i mean we've done several I think trend-defining and in some ways industry-defining pieces of work, like I think the Adidas one's a good example. We did a project with uh, Google and EA Games years ago called Madden Giferator, and it was all about generating um, uh, GIFs on the Internet real-time in response to football games as they were happening. So a receiver has a huge play, and two seconds later you've got a GIF that represents that exact play, trash-talking about what they, they had just done. And... Um, and and so we see um, you know other companies, other brands, um, you know, f recognizing that's original and that's innovative, and then immediately they sort of clamor onto that. Even for us, I mean, when you do a landmark project like that, you get brands following up with you saying, "I want exactly that." Like we 100% heard from several brands who are like, "Can you do exactly what you did for the marathon?" But we have this other event that we we do it, and and our response to them is, "We don't want to just do the same thing." over and over again. I mean, the, the, the focus of this company is creative innovation. I mean, we want to be doing both you know, original ideas and, and sort of continually evolving takes on the technology. And so um, it's, a, it's a weird thing to try to build a business on. Most businesses are about learn how to do one thing really well and then repeat that over and over, milk it for as much money as you possibly can and then retire in the Caribbean or something. But but ours is is sort of a constant reinvention of of, you know, what it is that we're creating, a constant evolution of that. So it's um that's also I, I would say what what keeps it exciting for me. I mean, here I am fourteen plus years into this thing and I'm not bored with it yet. Yeah, and that's a big thing. Yeah. You know, when it doesn't feel like work, even when you're doing 100 hours and yeah. you're stressed and you got a lot and you sacrifice time, family, everything. Yeah. You know, there's a lot. Find, you find that balance because you're also a family man. You're a leader here. I mean, how many hard lessons have you had to learn that you're doing, doing it that way? Like investing too much time here. I need to get out of that. Yeah. Investing too much time. People don't realize how much investment 
your family is in this too with you. In time, energy, they have to see the vision. You have to see the vision. Your team has to see the vision. I mean, it's, it's a juggle. Massive, yeah. I mean, you know, and and I imagine people listening know that that's the struggle. Um, I mean, having a family, having kids in particular, is like life changing. And you know, you've got to have um, you know people around you who are supportive of that. Thankfully, my wife certainly has been. She's been along for the ride and 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 a part of that journey. Um, you know, and she's also kept uh, me honest. You know, I mean, she sort of when you're in the thick of it. Uh, and you care about it. You love it. So you don't think it's crazy that you're working an 80-hour week and, and you know, that it, it's just a madhouse around you because you kind of, that's part of what makes it good for you. But you've got, um, you know, people close to you who can look and say, like, hey, that's good, but, like, be careful, you know, or, hey, you need to draw a line there and uh, for, for yourself, let alone for, for our family or any other thing. So that's a, a continual, I think, lesson that all entrepreneurs learn. And, um, you know, one of those things, I think, for uh, me, even, even here in the past, like, 12 months or so, I mean, we've been on a pretty active journey to build a real leadership team here within the company, and I am surrounded by like exceptional people across the whole company in particular this leadership team has stepped up massively and taken huge parts of of sort of the responsibility and the accountability for what it is we do and when you can create that kind of structure uh, and, and much credit to our managing director, uh, Jason Zetterfield, who, who sort of helped guide us in this direction. You can create that structure and, and truly build a team that is not just doing the work, but, but really holding accountability and, and caring about it as much as you do. Um, then it sort of it becomes freeing in a sense, and, and you can do better work as can they. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Finding that balance is tough. Finding the right team is even harder, you know? I mean, sure. when do you know – like? Bringing them all, you know, you, there, there comes a point where you're like, we need to fill it. We need, we need this. You know, I'm sure you get no shortage of applicants. You know, it's beyond a portfolio you're looking for, you know. And, and yeah. that's, I think a lot of people that listen to this, sometimes they only focus on their portfolio and it's hard to work with them and it's tough. But the importance of being a team player and, and understanding the importance of, of character and everything that goes beyond a small body of work, it's, it's huge. In my opinion, it's almost more important, you know, than yeah. fitting with the team and culture and being selfless and, and uh, one team, one fight mentality, you know. Yeah. I think it's hard sometimes with artists. <laughs> For sure. Well, I mean, anybody who is, is I think, passionate about what they do. And, and the reality is, like, you, that culture fit is as, as critically, maybe more critically important than, than the, the skills and sort of being able, capable of, of doing the particular thing that you need. And that somebody is not a, a culture fit in your company, even if you learn that the hard way. I mean, even if you, you don't, you aren't able to figure that out in the interview process. Somebody comes in and just doesn't quite have the, the same connection on some of those culture points for you. You learn that pretty quickly. And, um, you know, it doesn't mean that person's a bad person. And, uh, you know, they'll be really successful in another company, but just not, not the one that, that, you know, with the same values you've got. So big picture, I don't know. I know you got you got all kinds of things you're in the work with, works with, and you could probably share some, but not all. What what what's the new what's the new frontier? You know, for you guys, what what are you seeing in in, in content and experiences and everything? What are you what are you seeing for the new frontier? 
Yeah, well, it's changing. I mean, I think it's uh, yeah, it's always changing. I think now is in particular um, kind of massively changed. Um, content is huge. Personalization, distribution of content is huge. Um, you know, we've always been in sort of the experience realm, um, and the shape of experiences um, always changes. I mean, not least of which for us, we've had massive evolution of devices, um, you know, sort of t standard screen devices, let alone things like AR, VR, voice control. I mean, so, um, you know, we're, we're sort of focused on what are the new experiences people are having on screen, off screens, um, and, and again, what resonates with them in particular. Of course, Social's still really big. Um, it's interesting to see where the where web fits into all of that because um, people don't visit websites quite the way that they used to. I mean, people spend a lot of their time on just a few platforms, and so you've got to figure out how do you be relevant in those platforms. Um, you know, not be obtrusive in those platforms, but again, add value um, where where the people are doing what they're doing. And especially when those platforms are really in control of everything, right? I mean, because, you, you know, we put a lot of stock in our social and Instagram in particular, but it's not ours. It's Instagram's, you know, and they're in control. Yeah. So you got to work with not only the brand, but also with those platforms. So I'm sure that's a juggle. Yeah, well, in, and for us, I mean, um, we're beholden to that, I think, even on another level. Like, if we're doing things with... Um, platform APIs, um, those things are subject to change at any time. So we could we could build something entirely dependent on the way an API runs today and tomorrow that becomes um, changed, restricted, evolved in some way. It could break the thing. It could you could full on get locked out of using. I mean, look at the Facebook, uh, Cambridge Analytica stuff. So. Um, a lot of stuff you used to be able to do in the APIs, of course, a bunch of people used it the wrong ways, but there were really valid and good and, and uh, you know, uses of that, that that were beneficial to people. Um, for the moment, a lot of those are locked down, so, um, and, and rightfully so, but, um, but again, yeah, that could change tomorrow, and, um, and it's out of your control, and how do you set yourself up in an engagement with a client so that, you know, you, everybody goes in with those types of expectations. Hey, this is not ours to control. So we'll, we, we know what it's capable of doing, but if it changes, then, then we'll do our best with you to adapt to that. But, but, you, you know, you were in it together in that sense. So, um, you know, I think this probably evolves just as fast as your business evolves and just as fast as initiatives, but dream project. You know, I mean, I know every time we experience something new, I'm like, man, I love doing that. I want to do it like this. You know, every time I'm sure it evolves and I'm sure it evolves every day, not every hour. But what uh, what do you taste? What do you see in the future you want to grab onto? What What is the what is the dream project? That's a tough one. Yeah. I should have an answer to that. And, and actually, I mean, another version of that question I'm sure you get asked as well is like, you know, what clients do you want to be working for? Again, I'll, like, I love the clients we're working with. I mean, they're some of the best names in the industry and a lot of the projects we're doing. So for me, it's more, you know, what um, what business challenge is it that we're solving? I mean, at a certain level, I don't want to say brands are interchangeable, but, but you, you know, you... Um, I love working for Google, and I love working for Spotify, and I'd love to, to work for Netflix, but, but um, I could 
this company can do great work for all of them. And it's the, the real challenge is finding the, the business problems that we are most uniquely suited to answer. Because when we find those, that's when we thrive and that brand thrives together. Um, I think one of the things we're looking at is um, we've definitely drawn a line on value. Um, years ago, you know, formative parts of this agency's history was like, regional website design and development, and then it moved into kind of um, digital production for ad agencies, and then last seven or so years have been direct-to-brand digital marketing and experiences. In those days where we were doing uh, digital ad production, we sort of, I mean, it was all about making great experiences, but it was like, um, you know, hey, here's what we need, and we think this is a good idea. And we might have looked at it and been like, that's a terrible idea. Or, um, yeah, we'll make that for you. We're capable of making that for you. But we know, you know, that's not what people want to experience. Um, so, you know, now that we've gotten to to where we are and, and I'm talking to a lot of the brands that we are, it's like we want to do things only that, that really add value. We've made plenty of junk. Um, it, the quality of the work was always great, but it was like, at the end of the day, would it, did that add value to people's lives? And so whether that's entertainment, whether that's utility, um, whether that's solving a problem um, for somebody, I mean, we, 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 that's the space that we want to be in. So we're just we're really focused on trying to find what are the best business challenges. I know that's not a direct answer yeah, to your question around just sort of like what, where's the industry going. I mean, the industry for us is like a continual evolution of – what is um, what is a digital experience? Where does it happen? Um, how does it happen? Um, which platforms, you know, here today, gone tomorrow? Yeah, it's unique, and, and uh, I know we see it on our on our version. And you know, everyone's looking for content. I mean, the amount of content consumption is insane. I mean, yeah. it's just insane. Yeah, and it's not going anywhere. Well, you know, I don't think it is for a while, but I would say, you know. If you had asked me 10 years ago, like, how valuable will a website be? Um, I mean, I'm not saying a website's right. not, not valuable, but, the, valuable, but the, the, the way a website is valuable is very different today uh, than it was 10 years ago. I mean, there's certain things that work and certain things that don't. Um, there's been a lot of other trends that are truly just sort of flash-in-the-pan trends, and, and in particular, a lot of gimmicky things. I mean... Um, apps don't fall into that category, but, but, but there's a, there's a huge, you know, one, uh, there's two years in the agency's history where it was like, everything had to be a Facebook app. Um, there's two years of the, the agency's history where everything had to be an iOS or an Android app. I mean, um, you know, you, you sort of look at, okay, people are, are jumping on these individual trends and your job is to think, okay, where do we want to invest? Because if we had hired a whole slew of iOS developers right now, it would have ch- very much changed what this company was doing. We would no longer be really anywhere near the marketing space or we would have a much harder time there. I mean, at this point, the, the where apps are is is primarily around whole businesses run in apps and, and sort of the core utilities for any individual brand might have one app, but like there's no real need for, for apps in the marketing space. Um, so, you know, trying to navigate that. But I mean... So where do you think, because I'm interested to hear your, your, your feedback on this. So, so content consumption as a whole, I mean, the addiction levels of the phone and, and, yeah. the, and what, what Netflix has allowed and streaming and, and all these mediums that are, I mean, 
you know, we're going to get to a point where this is in you, you know, or is an extension of you eventually, right? I mean, it's already, you know, that Elon Musk uh, podcast. I don't know if you saw that. He was on Rogan or whatever. And <laughs> sure. Everyone got mad at him. <laughs> sure but, you but, guys didn't bring him in. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, some of the stuff that he was saying just about it's already an extension of us. I mean, I just don't see the industry you're in or we're in. It's going to rapidly evolve, no doubt. But, I mean, the, the dependency of people and, and sure. customers and, and, and brands needing that, I just... On content, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, yeah, content is a pillar, is here to stay. Yeah. Um, we're for, as far forward as, as we can see. But, you know, what has content looked like has massively changed in the past couple of years. I mean, you guys probably... Like, what, what channels did you produce content for five years ago versus what are you producing it for now? What was the the length of that content and the types of content that thrived five years ago versus what thrives today it's very different i mean i, I know you guys aren't out producing a bunch of i mean maybe you're, you're in the instagram story space or you know social media story space um that is literally a format that didn't exist it is, 18 absolutely. months ago and so and yet we've, now, had, we've had customers say we want it to look more crappy you know like it needs <laughs> sure. to look more raw like, yeah. just because it only gets engagement if it's on a story and it looks raw and right it's, it's odd yeah um but i mean you, you know you're you're absolutely right it's it's evolving every day yeah so <laughs> i'm curious to watch how you guys uh focus on it i mean we've talked before about uh even our our take on content yeah um, I mean, we hired our first full-time content creator yeah. um just a couple weeks ago and so uh, we know it's enough of a pillar of our work that that was a place we need to invest. Um, you know, it, we are not going to pivot the whole agency around. That's not our, our right. particular focus. But um, but yeah, curious just to see how you guys also are responding to like how does that change your team growth? How does that change your um, you know the engagement types that you're on and and sort of who you need to fulfill that type of content? Yeah, it's it's a it's a major it's a major shift constantly with us. We we don't only, you know, we measure where things are going on a couple different things, consumer analytics, but then we also do it on just on the brands that we're working with. A lot of them are leaders that invest insane amounts of time, energy, money into analyzing what's new, what's next. And a lot of times we go with gut too, and we try to present, but I, I'm sure you guys get this too, I, or... Or do you? You know, how much pushback do you get on some of these ideas where we say, hey, this is what we're seeing is going, or this is where we know you're going to get the engagement or you're going to get the impact that you want, the benefit that you want? How, much time, how many are times are they like, we really have our heart set on this medium here? Or, or, or finding that balance, you know, we find it, some brands are all in. We're in, yeah. let's go. We're willing to take the risk. Yeah. Or yes, we see that too. And some are just no we can't we can't this is where we have to be you know yeah uh you're dead on i mean it totally varies by brand in terms of how receptive are they to to outside perspective whether that comes in the way of strategic and analytic perspective and yeah, i mean we've got really awesome strategy leads here who can help us identify like you know, with metrics, what what they think is will perform and what's sort of the right channel and, and the like. But when it comes to developing a creative idea or an innovative idea, I think a lot of that is gut. And, you know, the more we can be our own audience and we can say like, yeah, that's 
that's something I know I would value. I know that that's something, you know, someone I care about would value. That's sort of the ultimate measure. Will people love that is kind of, is, is every bit as important as what do the numbers say, you know, where, where people are spending their time or doing which particular activities. That's awesome. I think that's a strong closing point too, you know, going with your gut, believing in your work. Would you care about it? Would the people you care about care about it? Um, you know, and we're, we're, we flew through 45 minutes. Wow. Um, yeah. 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 Uh, awesome. It was a blast. I could keep doing this. We, we, we go on lunches regularly, and it's, it's always fun, man. I just yeah, this, really this appreciate it. This feels a lot like a regular lunch conversation yeah. for us. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's exciting uh, to see where you're going, see where the brand's going. It's exciting to work with you, and uh, it's been fun, man. Likewise, man. You know I'm a huge fan. I can't wait to see where you guys go next as well. I appreciate it. It's been fun. Cool. Thanks, man. All right. Thank you. All right, everybody. That concludes our first episode of season two of the Ironclad podcast. If you want to find out more about us, feel free to check us out on Instagram at thisisironclad or go to our website, thisisironclad.com. Don't forget to subscribe and leave comments. 